Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. First World Order Radio. Finally. Finally. We are on the air. No doubt. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday is 8 o'clock. We are now going to make this the hottest day of the week. Proceeding in levels in time, order, and importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates the bringer by specifics and the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air thing that your thoughts transmits it. Proceeding levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates the bringer by specifics and the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air thing that your thoughts transmits it. You need to understand how magical this uh, something like this every Wednesday can become. So you need to start uh, getting your calendar right, get your schedule, your schedule right. You need to know our intentions straight out. All right. So I mean, these clues are given throughout the various languages was to piece the puzzle of this ancient mystery school back together again. And what we plan on doing, both of us, is bringing y'all some surefire dynamite. We're going to take this level up a notch. We're going to have stuff to do here. This is not just going to be about philosophies and theories and shit that works. You have activated pipeline brain in which I produced this black chemical called melanin. What we did was gave a hard line in the sand between the different definitions of Esoteric study and exoteric study. Playtime is over.
Hey, Hante Washita East, everybody. Hey, this is Brother Fahim Wilton L, filling in for Dr. Aileen L. Bay for the night. And I'll be your host for the night. For the night will be about the Washita, the Namambia Moore Nation Empire. All right. I hope everything's all right with you and yours tonight and the rest of the human family. All right. Okay. Let me start off with the question. One question here. Who are the Washita? Or the Washita? Okay. It says here, we are the Aborigines. Aborigines mean the first inhabitants of the land, the first inhabitants of the Americas. The dark-skinned, bushy-haired original inhabitants of the so-called North and South America, Mu, Afmurican, Afmurican, A capital A F R M W R I C A N, American can meaning serpent, meaning wisdom. Let me go on. We have been referred to as the pre-Columbian civilizations, the prehistoric mound builders, Thonians, the diggers of Asiatics, the tribes of Shabazz, the land, the lost tribes, the big buffalo people, and the ancient ones, among other terms. Certified legal documents of colonial Spanish and French invaders, explorers, identified us as the ancient inhabitants and occupants. We are the imperial Washita nation of mound builders, Moors, akin to the Moors of Northwest African Amexum, Alcubalan. The Moors built the highly advanced geometric earthworks and sacred burial mounds found all over this continent. The Washita and Tunica. Tunica is the ancient, or you can say the free national name of our empress that passed last year in April. Now it's known as Turner. But a lot of us think a lot of these names are English names, and they're not really English names, really. Actually, when you look at the origin and the etymology of where these names come from. They're out there they're actually African Moors terms or African uh, names. People of African descent. Okay, let me move it along here. Okay, the Washita and Tunica families carry the imperial bloodline. After the US came into our land, these names were altered to Washington and Turner. It says here let me stop right here. It says after the U.S. came into our land, and mean after the corporation that came into our land. Well, it came into our land first as companies, because uh, the 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 uh, company in the South, the Virginia Company, and the company in the North, the New England Company. They didn't let them, They didn't merge as corporate as a corporation until 1868. Just want to drop that on you. Okay, let me move along here. 
They also changed the spelling of Washita to Wachita or Wichita, Kansas, a European misnomer that retained the pronunciations of the original name. Several derivatives of the name appear, such as Waxhikachi, Wichita, as I just said before, Utah, Itawa, etc. The term Washita colloquially has come to mean ancient ones or the black ones. Clearly printed in the original maps of the Spanish land grants, the river named Rio Negro, River of the Blacks, or we can say River of the Moors, although Moor does not mean black. It means land, okay, or connected to the land, or earthbound people, not black. But the name Rio Negro, River of the Blacks, is what it was named. It's simultaneously labeled Rio Quachita, River of the Washita. In the Egyptian Comedic Hieroglyphic Dictionary, Washita appears as WST, Washwati, Swati, Shapti, Shabazz. Pre Mayan spellings in our original Mu languages were Uksatan, Uksasatan, Wahatun, or Washatun. In the ancient Orient, Shi Huangdi, pronounced Shi Huangdi, was the first sovereign emperor of China. The part of the flowing oral history of the Washita speaks about people building vessels of the Shittim wood and travel to the valleys of Lake Manamatopa, Lake Victoria, north of the mountains of the moon, Kilimanjaro, above Axum, in a tale east of the sun and the west of the moon. I'll go back to the history of the Orient. Shi uh, Wangdi, pronounced Shi Wangdi, was the first sovereign emperor of Japan. He was a Moor. Because the ancient the ancient, the very, very, very ancient Aboriginal indigenous people of China were Moors, or so-called black people. I'm just dropping this down to those who didn't, who didn't know. So now you know. All right. It is a verifiable fact. It is a very verifiable fact that the ancient peoples in the Mississippi River Valley is called. The ancient times was called, I'm going to see if I can pronounce this, the Meshachabi, father of all waters, St. Louis River, and the Nile River Valley, river of the god Hopi, had direct contact. This is often hidden by referring to the committed people as Phoenicians, Hebrews, or Orientals. Washita visited the Nile Valley in pre-dynastic times before Inhotep built the first stone. Isn't that interesting? <coughs> the first stone pyramid of Saqqara is what he built. The pre-dynastic Egyptians visited the Mississippi Valley, the Yucatan, and the regions drained by the Amazon. We built some of the first pyramids on the, on the earth to align the planet. Our people built great civilizations all over the world, including Asia and the said North and South America. In fact, 
The largest stone pyramid to the world is not found in Egypt, but in China, near Shanghong of the uh, Dakota Warriors. Its four sides, its four, its four sides were painted, painted red, yellow, green, and black. Interesting, isn't it? These are the same colors of the emperor of the imperial Washita flag. If you have, if you that haven't seen our Washita deed of the Mandia flag, take a look at it. Just get on the website and just get on www.washita deed of the Mandia Moor Nation Empire, or check out www.dralimlbay.com. There'll be a lot of information on that on the Washita flag. All right. It is closely held secret that present-day Midwest America, the heartland, was once occupied by a highly civilized pyramid mound building culture. The Washita Moors are the remnants of those, the ancient ones. The word pyramid is derived from the Greek term tyra, P-Y-R-A, for fire, and mid for center. In the center of the Washita flag is a pyramid mound that has had its has its four sides peeled open. From the base of this pyramid mound shines a bright yellow color like the light of the burning sun, Ra. Or Amun Ra, meaning the hidden sun. The corn and the fountain of youth. The April fifth, nineteen oh nine front page of the Phoenix. Gazette featured the reports from a recently discovered Egyptian city found in vaulted chambers nearly a mile deep within the caravans caravans of Grand Canyon. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Although the Smithsonian Institute would try to totally deny this well-documented fact, it carried out an extensive ex- ex- excavation of this site and other that the others that the ancient people of this place and period to the great civilization along the Nile, the Niger, the Mississippi, the Amazon, the Yangtze, the Huanghe, the Indus, and the Ganges rivers, the civilizations that built this citadel in the Grand Canyon can be directly traced to the time of Ramses and the Valley of the Kings on the west bank of the Nile, across from the ancient temples of Waset and Warrit. Even today, certain areas of the Grand Canyon possess Egyptian and Oriental names such as Temples of Horus or Haru, Isis, or you can say Aset, Asar, and Buddha. We need, nor want to need, not wonder why the Grand Canyon had to be flooded by the federal agencies of the U.S. government. Many accounts incorrectly classified us as Indians, descendants of the people who immigrated in waves across the Bering Strait and the Pacific Ocean. Yet research indisputably shows we had established elaborate communities and social orders for tens of thousands of years before the arrival of these people. Any Asian migrants or barbarous invaders, we we, we way ahead before them, thousands of years, thousands of years before them. 
the so-called red populations of the Western Hemisphere who claim no ownership of the land or our honored brothers and sisters who emerged from the empire. The name Blackfoot and Tar Heels are examples of lucid attempts to hide the true identity of our people. Are you kidding me? Blackfoot and Tar Heels? Who, who that, that, that looks like mostly? Them or us? I'll let, the, I'll let you do the math on that. Other names used to divide indigenous peoples are Creeks, Cherokees, Hopi, Iroquois, Hokum, Navajo, Shoshone, Neshes, Biloxi, Seminoles, Chickasaw, etc. The cultures of the Olmecs, Toltecs, Mayans, Aztecs, and Incas, who evolved into sophisticated societies in the area known as Central and South America. Ancient name, Mu, capital M-U-U. Or some may say Amorica, or Ameruka, M-A, capital A-M-E-R-U-K-A, or Al Morocco. Because when people want to, uh, when, they, when you tell them Morocco or the Al Moroccan uh, Empire, you think they are talking about the Morocco of Northwest Africa. No, the Morocco here. Moroccan Empire is here. The Moroccan Kingdom is in Northwest Africa. The Moroccan in the East, the Moroccan in the West. And you hear the term uh, Maghrib al-Aqsa. That means Morocco extreme to the West. Or American, American is a corruption of the word al-Moroccan or al-Meruka. Okay, let me go on. Okay. So they all can be linked to distinct traditions and artifacts originated in the Washita de Dudamandia Empire. The Eurocentric practice of dividing and classifying our people has created an illusion of differences used to conquer the native peoples. We are all one people, children of the one and only God. Today, most so-called African Americans can trace some lineage to an often misunderstood and misplaced Indian ancestry or European bloodline. Most people who consider themselves so-called white American, which is another, uh, would you say, adjective, that there's no such thing, there's no such people as white America, there's no such people as African-Americans are black Americans. Get this straight right now. They don't exist. I don't care what they tell you. Those are adjectives. Are you an adjective or are you a proper noun? You do the math on that also. Let me move along here. Can recall the stories in their own family closets that tie them to a colored ancestry. We are all the result of the indigenous people mixing with the Asians and Europeans who arrived much later. An amalgamation of colors and cultures that can be defined in no simple terms. 
the world dare not discuss Professor John Henry Clark's observations of the European imperialist policy of conquest by bastardization. This call for the genocide all the men and leaders of a society, the bastardizing the race by raping the women. We have seen this we have seen this most recently in Europe with the Bosnian atrocities of ethnic cleansing, where thousands of women were ordered to be raped, not murdered like the men, and impregnated by the conquering armies. Modern historians have tried to hide the true identity of the indigenous people of the Western Hemisphere. The findings of earnest scientists excavating indigenous sites have been systematically suppressed and ignored by mainstream scholarship. We all know why with that. They don't want you to know the truth. Those isolationist historians who would dare entertain the thought of ancient civilization in the sad Americas. Purposely avoid any discussion of the existence of an indigenous population of woolly-haired people. The status quo reinforces the myth of a wilderness that was populated by people who followed and heard through the ice. From Siberia, and were later discovered by Columbus. This is proven. This is a proven lie that need not to be toyed with any longer. The inherent, the inherent racism of Western scholarship would prefer to credit galactic aliens from space with our, with our, our accomplishments rather than accept the fact that God placed people of so-called color here first. And they would. You see it on the uh, uh, you see it on the History Channel, History Channel Two, Discovery Channel, the Science Channel. You see it all on those channels. They give you give you all this bullshit about some people coming from space, pyramids, pyramids, and also uh, the, the the Stonehenges in, in England. They just don't want to give our ancestors, uh, foremothers and forefathers, credit. They don't want to give us that kind of credit. They don't want you to know, because they want to, when you find out, then for uh, uh, most of our people will start work, waking up, and a lot of us killing up each other will, will probably cease before before nightfall. That they don't want to happen. They feel that our rise will be their downfall. So therefore, they work hard day and night, 24-7, uh, keeping our people asleep. Don't want them to wake up so they start filing for they claiming for their nationality and birthright. I will get to that later. Okay, let me move it on here. An army report by, report by sibling of the Lewis and Clark expedition spy mission recorded some of our people as Washas, Appaloosas, Tenses, Choctaws, Osages, and various other so-called Indian names. This name 
This name note this 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 same report noted that the inhabitants of the Washita area were not liked by the red man or by the white man, thus posing the academic question: What color were these people of the Washita? On maps pronounced in the 1800s by John Philho, one of the Spanish surveyors of the Washita area, the statement "land owned by Negroes" appeared appears repeatedly. Negroes come from the Spanish word for black. That's what Negro means. But most of us already know that by now. I'm sure we do. Okay. In Return of the Ancient Ones, the monumental work compiled by the Empress, by the Empress documents Dating back over 200 years, attest to these facts. There are European reports of land overrun with ancient inhabitants, not Indians. Such accounts express as honorable respect and the explicit desire not to disturb the ancient ones. In the treaties and the conventions of the sad Louisiana Purchase, it is plainly stated that the lands and the sovereignty of the ancient inhabitants are to be preserved and protected. Here's a question here. What is the history and the significance of Washita mounds? Well, the erection, the erection of, of mounds and the observance of God's commandments has in the Bible Exodus 20, verse 20, 23, and 26. Here we find the directive not to make gods of gold or gods of silver, but to build altars of earth for worship and make burn offerings. The Washita dug the mounds from the silt of the bayous and the rivers. Practically every mound site is located near the bend of a vital waterway. And that is true. Especially the Mississippi River and the Mississippi Valley. Those who can afford to, check them out. Says there, Mounds, earthen pyramids can be found throughout the Mississippi River Valley region. Its tributaries and all adjoining lands. Research funded by the U.S. Congress in 1879 charted over 10,000 mound sites remaining throughout the continental Washita, along the banks of the Nile in Egypt, the Sudan, Ethiopia, and even in Zimbabwe. We find similar mounds built of slit of silt from the inundation of the rivers the same way by rivers, by major rivers or major lakes. A coincidence? I don't think so. And you shouldn't either. Okay, here I go. Located near the township of Rich, Richwood, one of the many cities found by the Empress are the sacred grounds of the Washita Lunar Mounds. In the book, In Return of the Ancient Ones, the Empress teaches about old Grant, who would pass and visit his people every month on his way to worship at these mounds. They are acknowledged as a remarkable feat of engineering and architecture. Although the complex is enormous, it represents a marvel of precise geometry and civil engineering. With artifacts dating back over 7,000 years, 
The lunar mounds are so important they have recently, recently drawn the attention of the National Park Service, the sad state of Louisiana National Geographic magazine, and the Smithsonian Institute. The, the most famous mound site in the Washita proper is deceptively named Poverty Point. I'm going to read this again. The, the most famous mound site in the Washita proper is deceptively named Poverty Point. We're trying to have stuff away from my people. Washita civilizations can be traced back well over 3,000 years in this area. The main mound is shaped like a bird with expanded wings, standing over 70 feet, 75 feet in height. It is believed to be the second largest earthen mound in said North America. Move. Poverty Point has been recognized by the United Nations Committee on World Heritage Sites as an enduring example of human existence. The design of this sacred site is conspicuously similar to the Olmec site at San Lorenzo Tenochtitlan, one of the oldest Olmec sites in Mexico. Poverty Point's bird-shaped mound is an exact replica of smaller, much older mounds located along the Washita River and the banks of Bayou. Desired near the ancient Imperial Palace. These sites were proved to be the most Uh, consen uh, consensual here the archaeological excavations have uncovered artifacts carbon dated earlier than 5000 BC these recent discoveries will undoubtedly rewrite the history of civilization in the western world more significantly the study revealed that these were not nomads or wanderers but the inhabitants maintain a permanent existence for millennia. Layers of artifacts have been discovered dating back over 6,500 years, 5,300 years, 42 years, etc., 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 upon and beyond the arrival of the first Europeans around 1542. The developments found at these sites represent the oldest standing record of mountain builders in sad North America. In the early 1970s, mound excavations north of the Baron Rouge found artifacts carbon dated before 5000 B.C. Hmm. Unfortunately, this site was destroyed by developers before it could be fully explored. As one archaeologist stated, the people of this area were sitting atop these mounds, watching as the Great Pyramids of Giza was being constructed in Egypt. And you know, that had to be a very tall mound. somebody to observe what's going on in Egypt from here. What kind of what kind of technology and knowledge that our people have? Let me move on. Currently there are more than a dozen archaeological excavations going on in the Washita proper. All are in violation of the rights of the indigenous people to the preservation of our sacred grounds. The Smithsonian Institute, famous for its covert 
procedures and policies of covering up knowledge of indigenous presence is continuing to hide the truth of our existence. It has only been since the release of the return of the ancient ones that they have felt com- compelled to excavate our mounds. Their motivations was an attempt to prove that the empress and her grandmother wrong. Alas, their efforts have failed. Their discoveries have only served to confirm all the teachings of the empress in regards to time and place. God has restored the ancient ones to save the land. Yet they have um, they have worked hard. Like I said, they work hard night and day, twenty four seven, to keep our people asleep, keep them dumbed down, and let them tell it. They have our ancestors have nothing to do with the development of modern civilization. Same thing, what they call the so-called uh, European Renaissance. Well, actually, there was no really no European Renaissance because they never uh, they didn't first start to learn civil, to be civilized until the Moors came to Europe, and it was the uh, the Moorish Empire of Europe that taught them uh, agriculture, built a sewage system, mathematics, art, music. You name it. The street lights, you know, military science, the science, the science of mating. Most people don't know there's a science of that, but it is. It's a science to, uh, uh, of mating. How to find a mate, and to have the proper mate for you. Most of our people don't know that there's a science of that, but it is. We, our ancestors, taught them that. Okay, let me move along here. Why are you called an empire? That's the question. Okay. The Washita Tunica Moors are a noble people of imperial bloodlines. Moors developed one of the first known civilizations and governments. Stop right here. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to repeat this again. The Washita Tunaka Moors are a noble people of imperial bloodlines. Moors developed one of the first known civilizations and governments. Okay. That's where that's where the Constitution comes from. That's where they come from. They came from the Washita, the Iroquois Confederations of Nations. That's where the Constitution comes from. They come from us, not them. They can't tell you, some people tell you in their own ignorance, that, oh, that's that white man stuff, that that, that, that belongs to the white man. That's a lie. Got it from England. England don't have a written constitution, for one thing. They don't have one. They talk of having a constitution, but they do not have a constitution, not a written constitution. So I want you to keep that on your mind as well, or in your head as well, what I just told you. 
we operate according to the laws of the almighty creator of the universe. Natural law. Love, truth, peace, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice are the principles that have always been constituted our laws. European observation of these customs are the basis of their philosophies and theories in the inherent rights and all men and of the people as the source of the sovereign's authority. The doctrines of the American and the French revolutions can easily be traced to our ancient system of government because that's where the Constitution, Bill of Rights, all of them come from. Plain and simple. Period. Creator's divine guidance place a woman over the family. The nation and the empire. Washington D. De Mondial Empire has a legacy of over ten thousand years years of rulership by emphasis. The creator appointed the woman as the lawgiver and the man as the law enforcer. Our our, our maternal imperial rule complies with God's order of humankind. Mm. Washington is our imperial nation. Dida de Mandia is our empire and the more our divine nationality. There is only one race of people among the Washington, the human race. I'm going to stop right here. Now, you got a lot of, uh, you know, especially you know, brothers, you no, know, didn't like, probably didn't like what I just said. You know what? I'm going to read this over again. Over again. It says here, The Creator appointed the woman as the lawgiver and the man as the law enforcer. Because actually we are here to serve. The 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 the, the, uh, the ancient rules. Most of our ancient rules was matriarchal, not patriarchal. And this is where a lot of uh, men has a problem with. This is where a lot of the European men, especially when they had uh, came to explore a lot of our lands, especially in the Nile Valley and so-called Egypt. This is with this Mithraeum. They didn't like the statues. They like seeing our statues and buses and all them artifacts. They're seeing our women in rulership. They couldn't handle that. They couldn't deal with that. This is why they talk about the Ankh. You know, the Ankh being the 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 the, the, uh, the ovaries on top of the cross, which is the, uh, the, the circle. And the uh, two two arms, both to be the testicles of the man, and the long elongated uh, uh, symbol on the arm being the phallus. That's not exactly true. The origin and the original meaning of the ark is the circle to, on, on top of the cross is the ovaries, the two the cross, the cross is the uh, two arms are the. Philippian Philippian tubes, and the only gated symbol uh, of the ark is the birth canal. That is its original meaning. 
I'm sorry, brothers. Those that do don't agree with me. But that's your problem, not mine. Let me move along here. In the chapter, Myths That Hide the American Indian from the book American Indian, Past and Present, the scholars make an admirable attempt to describe the culture of the mound builders. According to the authors, these ancient people of the Mississippi Valley and developed advanced civilizations with well-organized aristocratic ruling class of sons, nobles, and honored ones. See, spelled sons, capital S-U-N-S. Okay, not S-O-N-S, S-U-N-S. Okay, moving along here. European nobility was well aware of the sanctity of the empire and quite deliberate in preserving an eternal enclave for the nobility of the so-called New World. These records show that we were not savages or teepee dwellers, but sophisticated, industrious, and friendly. It is no coincidence that the, the seat of power and the spiritual vortex of the Washita remains a free, a free and sovereign land protected by natural and international law. Well, when they say the so-called new world, and that's right, the so-called new world, because it wasn't new, it's ancient. It was due to the Europeans. Because they were just getting ready to climb out of the Dark Ages, which we pulled them out of. Okay? It is, it is no coincidence that the seat of power and the spiritual vortex of the Washita remains a free and sovereign and land protected by natural and international law. In 1805, the American ministers in the court of Spain proposed a solution to the question of boundaries disputes, declaring the Washington areas as a a neutral strip 30 leagues wide that would separate the U.S. lands from the Spanish territories. This zone of neutrality included the the Mesa Rouge. or the Maison Rouge, whatever you want to pronounce it, and the Debastrup De land grants. This area was, in ser- was to serve as a safe haven for recently exiled French, royalists, and the indigenous imperial family of nations. This place in clay has been preserved by international treaties and conventions. The empire is composed of several families that grew and two tribes and nations, eventually spanning the interior continent and spreading throughout the entire world. Because after all, the uh, the United Washington Dedan among the Amore Nation Empire has been declared by the United Nations as being the old tribal nation on the planet Earth. The oldest. The oldest, not one of the oldest the oldest. You look at one of the UN charters, we got a uh, UN charter as 215 slash 93. That's our UN, that's our UN charter number. Look it up. 
Therefore, it is, if it's the oldest empire nation on earth, then that means it supersedes of any tribe, even in Africa. Believe it or not, we are the oldest in the world of any, including African tribal nations too, also. All right. In most societies with incense stability, it has always been the woman who reigns supreme over the family and the nation, brothers. In ancient times, she was called Manmur, Empress of the Moors. Ma'am, capital M A M dash M. U-U-R-A, Empress of the Moors. During more modern times, she was simply called Grandma or Mama. Get that? I'm going to read this over again. I like this. In the ancient times, she was called Mamor, Empress of the Moors. During more, during more modern times, she was simply called Grandma or mama, uh, which is the, uh, goes back its original meaning, meaning empress of the Moors. So when you say grandma or mama, or mama this, mama that, you're saying you're calling her empress of the Moors. That's what actually what that means. Today, under the guidance of the empress and the creator of all, we are again emerging like the phoenix, as a sovereign indigenous state amidst the international family of nations. Wow. Okay. Has a question here. Who is the Empress? The Empress of the Washita is the fulfillment of the prophecies. As it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. The Honorable Prophet Noble Drew Ali, born the anointed Washita Moor Timothy Drew, foretold of the salvation of humanity symbolized by the woman rising to her rightful place. Now I'm going to stop right here. A lot of Moors don't know that Prophet Noble Drew Ali was a Washita Moor. Some say Cherokee, but he was also a Washita. I'm going to read this again. As it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. The Honorable Prophet Noble Drew Ali, born the anointed Washita Moor Timothy Drew foretold of the salvation of humanity symbolized by the woman rising to her rightful place. He illustrated this by betraying himself carrying salvation to safety symbolized by a woman. Most of you, uh, uh, most of you um, enlightened Moors, conscious Moors know this. By looking at the book one on one. Picture real good. The prophet is carrying up from water to land. 
our Empress has continued the divine national mission set for by all the prophets. Her Highness Viriachi Tiara Washita Tunaka Gustin Il Bay is the ringing Empress of the Washita, of the Dedanamandia Empire, and the leader of the Imperial Washita Nation of Moors. But let me remind you that she has passed into transition a year ago, a little more, or a little more than a year ago in April. For the last time I uh, could remember, I don't know who's who's the uh, the Arena Empress now, but she was the Arena Empress of the Washita Dita Namundia United Moor Empire Nation. She's what I call the Superwoman. Well, she's my Superwoman anyway. Okay. She is the legal heir to the Maison Rouge land grants that was skillfully willed to her great-great-grandfather Henry Turner, or you can say Tunica, son of the Marquis de Maison Rouge. The Marquis Joseph de Maison Rouge, the lost Dauphine, was the child of French nobility who was rescued, some accounts say kidnapped. Uh, it says in parentheses <laughs> by the Baron de Bastrope during the French Revolution. The King of Spain, uncle of de Maison Rouge, made a deal with the Baron de Bastrope to transport his nephew to the so-called New World for fear of his life. The French and Spanish had always maintained a friendly relationship with the imperial family and the inhabitants of the Washita proper. Interesting. The Marquis de Maison Rouge came to this area and married into the imperial family of the Washita. Yes, he was a French, European, into the Washita Empire. Let me say them, let me, let me, let me leave you this again. The Marquis de Maison Rouge came to this area and married into the imperial family of the Washita as a knight of St. Louis under the knights in the order of the religion of St. John, or the knights of Malta today. His marriage to an imperial Washoe woman would never be recognized by the Roman Catholic Church. You can see, uh, 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 if you, any of you have... Uh, what you call the Black Codes of 1724. Uh, you can read those, and you will uh, check that out if you want to know more information on that, okay? All right, yet the Europeans were well aware of the ancient empire of the mound builders. Spanish and French historical records are filled with reports of highly civilized agricultural societies whose leaders lived in temples, atop extraordinary earthen mounds. The ancient mound builders wore elegant turbans and pointed-toed shoes, not skins and moccasins. Like they have you uh, see on movies dealing with uh, the so-called Indians or so-called Native Americans or misnomed Native Americans. Hernando de Soto penetrated across the Mississippi River to the Rio Negro or the Black River, the Washita River, in 1542, where he reportedly lived out his life. 
After more than 250 years of friendly relations and sharing the peace pipe with our great empire, it was only natural to preserve and enhance the Holy Grail in such a divine bloodline. Henry Tunica, or Henry Turner, is the child of the Marquis de Maison Rouge by an imperial washerwoman, reportedly Al Marie. The discovery of her Egyptian-like coffin is recounted in Return of the Ancient Ones. After the Marquis' death, Henry Tunica began recovering the titles to all the land and rights granted under his father's name, including the Messarouge Grant, the the Bistro Grant, and the Crozat Grant. One of the old empresses, Delphi Kim, Washita, Washington, Washita, 1849-1966, lived during the turbulent years immediately following the legal recovery of part of the land in 1848. She experienced the violent assaults waged upon the Washita and the Tunicas by the murderous packs hell-bent on stealing the land. Empress Delphi is the key to the research conducted by our living empress. She inspired and guided our prison's empress, dubbing her Tiara, or she crowned one. Before her, before her passing as a modesty ancient age of 117, ain't that something? She laid the groundwork for the reclamation of the land. The Empress Veriachi spent more than 20 years researching the leaves left, the, the leaves left by her grandmother. She has suffered great losses, brutal physical attacks, slanders, character assassinations, and continued threats against her life. Yet she remains undaunted in her quest to rebuild the nation and save her people. The Empress knows no color line. She lives by one ruler. Love everybody. They are all her children. Our Empress is a world-known archivist, researcher, and legal mind. She has served to various capacities of government, locally, nationally, and internationally. As the founder of townships and cities near sacred indigenous grounds, she has been instrumental in establishing social and economic agendas to improve the living conditions in underdeveloped communities. Her work has taken her around the world. Studies in Japan equipped her with the ability to effectuate the financing of an installation of a citywide sewage system for one of her towns. As a mayor, she was an elected officer and one of the founders of the Conference of Mayors, both nationally and internationally. The Empress authored several programs that were implemented on federal and state levels. She has been an, an she has been an invited advisor to the U.S. Congress, the presidents, and a delegate and a delegate to the Organization of Africa Unity meetings. She was some woman, wasn't she? Hmm. Okay, let me move on. Exactly what land is included in the Washita? Question. Okay, <clears throat> give you some answers here. 
The Washita never drew boundaries. Never did. We are an original we are the original we are the original inhabitants of all the lands from the Atlantic to the Pacific down through said South America. Wherever you find a Washita family, you find a part of the empire. In said North America, the area from the Allegiances to the Rocky Mountains, from Canada down to the Gulf of Mexico, including East and West Florida, <clears throat> and went to the Picos and Compasses, the domain of the Empire Washita de Dormandia, a landmass of over 30 million acres. History records a network of extensive trading across our land over 3,000 years ago. This is the region of the United States illegally tried to claim as the Louisiana Purchase. It is the same region Abraham Lincoln coined as the Egypt of the West and, and proposed to see to the ex-slaves, knowing it already belonged to the ancient ones anyway. He knew that. <clears throat> Which he had some more blood in him, you know, but they're not going to tell you that in the history class in schools. So let me go on. Other names one will find are Didamundia, Des Didamundia, the neutral strip, and no man's land. To date, the Empress is one of the living heirs of Henry Turner, or Tunica, as I, as I rather pronounce, has recovered the title to 68,883 acres, comprising most of the northern part of the so-called state of Louisiana. The U.S. knows this land was not part of the Louisiana Purchase and never ceded to them. They simply tried to steal it by murdering the rightful owners, then claiming it as public domain. And all, there are nearly 3 million acres that legally belong to the Washita as part of the Maison Rouge grants. The terms of the Maison Rouge land grants clearly stipulated that no Americans were to be admitted or established on these lands. This was a deliberate act to ensure American imperialism could never conquer our land. Although we are the true Americans anyway. So, <clears throat> the sovereign monarchy of Spain left no doubt as to their intentions to regard to any future American claims to this area. The lands of the bona fide grant was verified and improved by both Spanish and U.S. surveyors, subsequently receiving the recognition of the commission appointed to review land claims in the U.S. Congress. In the, in the 1800s, when those native people who, driven, who were driven at gunpoint from their sacred lands in the southern, eastern, and said U.S., where did they go? Well, where did they have to go? What was the what was the path and the ultimate destination of the infamous Trail of Tears? Those of you who study Moorish history, especially here in the Americas, know what I'm talking about. The Trail of Tears. And it was a trail of tears, brother. Believe me. These native people from the its Carolinas Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, and Texas were returned to the lands of the ancient ones, the Washita proper. 
They were driven across the Washita Mountains. Hold on here. They were driven across the Washita Mountains through the Washita Forest and the basin of the Washita Rivers in the heart of the Washita Empire. This area was later named Indian Territory or Oklahoma. The U.S. military knew precisely where to return our people. Any map of the continent will show the location to the Washita Rivers. They began at the Gulf of Mexico in the delta of the Mississippi River, Mashkabee, St. Louis, St. Louis River. This area was highly developed in days of old. There was a booming ancient port near present-day Nostis. This was a center of an international trading of the ancient mound-building cultures. Still several mounds sites all around this area, due west of Nostis, the Black River, and the Red River, split and feed the lands of the Washita proper. Both of these rivers are eventually called Washita River as they wind their way through our enchanted land. Washita is the plural of Washita. Say it again. <clears throat> Washita is the plural of Washita in the heart of Oklahoma, the said Native America state or the Washita River, the Washita Forest, and the Washita Mountains. The government of the said United States has tried to steal our land by changing the name of the Washita and dividing the nations. This was the same method used to steal some of our people from said Africa, change their names, and divide the families. The sad state of Louisiana and the local officials of the of the sad Oshita Parish now full well who owns no full well who owns all the territory they occupy and maintain friendly relations with the Empress and the Empire. This is a peaceful transition underway as we develop our institutions and and implement our our improved self-governing programs. Okay, we're gonna start right here. It says, where did the Washita come from? The Washita Moors have been here, have always been here. The Great Spirit created us in this land, move granting us divine rights and protection. In spite of a history that says that the original inhabitants were decimated by the diseases imported by the Europeans, we are still here. In spite of America's legalized institutions of genocide against the Native people and the African Holocaust, the ancient ones have preserved. Mu is the indigenous name of all the lands of the world, including including present-day North America. We are Washita Moors of the Imperial Washita Nation. The indigenous people of said North America are not Indians. Yet our ancient relatives on the subcontinent of India also learned the same. The name of the land is Mu. Mu is the name taught to all the nations by the Creator all over the planet. The cattle teach the same name. Moo, it yaks, oxen, water, buffaloes, or longhorn steers. 
We are in a land called Mu. Thus, we are Moors. We were here long before Amerigo and Africanos. How could they possibly possibly name us? Well, they didn't because I don't believe this cast existed. No way. But I'm going, especially Amerigo Vespucci. As far as Leo Africanus or Leo Africanus, well, Africa was already named Africa long before he came around on the scene. So that's also bullshit. Okay, let me go on. We are the sun people. We are the ancient ones. International law, which is merely natural law applied to nations, respects the sovereign rights of people based on immemorial occupation and possession of their native lands. The thieves who tried to conquer our lands had to create a scenario that that said that they were no indigenous inhabitants of the land. To acknowledge the presence of the ancient mound pyramid building societies would forever prevent the invaders from claiming their lands. The cultural arrogance, imperialistic greed, and bloody lands of the invaders would not allow for the truth in their accounts or history. In Return of the Ancient Ones, the Empress points out to the book Genesis 10, verses of chapter 10, verses 25, and the day of pillage, when the earth was divided. All the said descendants of Africa, now living in so-called North America, did not arrive on slave ships, nor during the voyages of the Moors, the Phoenicians, and the Hebrews, and the, and, or the Mandingos. A study of true history will show that all the continents were once connected, which was known as Pangaea. P-A-G-E-A. Uh, no, P-P-P-A-N-G-I-A. Pangaea. A study of true history will show that the continents were once connected and that the southern eastern section of the sad United States was once nothing more than Northwest Africa or Northwest Amexum, as some of us would say. We are indigenous to this land. We are the first world. We have always been and shall remain after others are returned to nothingness and dust. We will always be here, boys. This is my home. I don't know how most of you feel, but this is the way I feel about it. America is my home. And I will fight to the death for it. Okay? How can you prove it? One will say. The term ancient ones can be taken literally. The Washita have a history of longevity with common lifespans well over 100 years. Charlie Grant Walker reportedly reaches the age of 150 years to sustain a perpetual oral history that was passed down, passed down first, firsthand through the generations. Witnesses the testimony of Susan Garrison Hill, daughter of the late Reverend R.C. Garrison, herself reported to be over 114 years old. Couple, coupled with this, nearly 30 years of research by the Empress, directed by her grandmother, and we find an unquestionable compilation of facts that will revolutionize the teaching of history forever. But you know they're not going to ever teach that in history class in the schools today. 
Hell no. Mm -mm. Not that. The Return of the Ancient Ones contains authentic copies of the treaties, maps, conventions, Supreme Court cases, and other legal documents that will silence the staunchest skeptics. Some of the longest cases to the, in, in history of the Supreme Court involve the heirs of Henry Tonica and the United States. A thorough review of these cases will verify the legitimacy of the Spanish land grant and the rightful claims of the Tonica heirs. The fact that this area was intentionally set up as a separate entity from the said United States never to be settled by Americans as the explicit condition of the Masson Rouge land grant. U.S. congressional records from the only 1800s confirmed the validity of the Masson Rouge land grants. After several years of litigation, the U.S. attempted to have their matter heard in the U.S. Supreme Court. On June 19, 1848, the United States Supreme Court could derive no jurisdiction in the matters of foreign agreements. Only the laws of Spain could hold jurisdiction over contracts originated by its sovereign government. The Supreme Court called on the Turner heirs to relinquish their claims, which they declined to do. This secured the language of the Tunica heirs and the imperial nation forever. But the U.S. government corporate corporation will not stop there. After suffering staggering defeats in their own judicial system, the U.S. dispatched agents to exterminate the Tunica heirs. The period following the court cases saw wholesale murdering and sacking of the Washita properties. New laws were, were hurriedly passed enticing Americans to slaughter the ancient inhabitants and take their lands. Eventually, once it was thought all the Tunicas had been killed, the Supreme Court ruled to to encourage the lower courts let's see here, encourage the lower courts to reverse their rule in favor of the Tunica heirs, but it was not possible. The idea of the sovereign the sovereign lands owned by the so called Negroes and women infuriated the psychopathic racist and sexist so-called Americans. Fortunately, the Tunica women and children were able to escape the genocidal campaigns by hiding in the bayous. This proves that man cannot alter the designs of the Creator. God is the best of planets, and he's the best of all the planets. Although the uh, corporate uh, government, said government, plan, but a lot planned too, and she is the best of all the planets. Okay? June 19th, the true beginning of the Juneteenth holiday is the day when the Tunicas, Washingtons, or Washitas, Reeds, and all of other Washitas gather to celebrate the return of the lands. Even now, the Washitas continues to gather for this annual event. The ancient ones are the legal owners and legal owners and title holders of the land founded on immemorial occupation and, in, and uninterrupted possessions. The royal families of Europe united with the noble imperial families of the Washita in an endeavor to secure a place of peace and love in the part of Mu. 
and the treaties, grants, and conventions between the colonial powers, there are repeated references to the presence of the ancient inhabitants of the protection of our people's rights, property, land, religion, and autonomy. Add to this, Louisiana land records that, add to this, Louisiana land records that reaffirms the fact that this land was never ceded to the said United States Corporation and was never a part of the sad state of Louisiana. Her work speaks for itself. The Empress continues to research her family's history in a relentless effort to reunite the empire and rebuild the nations with love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice under the imperial seal of love. Our love is law in the Washita. Okay. So I'm going to go on break here, maybe about uh, four, maybe five minutes, and I will back with, dip, uh, with some about nationalization and how to uh, acquire your nationality and birthright. Okay? Be back in the short.
Islam, greetings. I'm back. Brother Fahim El is back. All right. Okay, I'm going to start with an introduction here. It says, uh, introduction by the Prophet Noble Drew Ali. His free national name was Sheikh Sharif Abdul Ali. Okay. A lot of Moors are uh, calling themselves Richard Harris Bay, James Gleason L. Or Robert Herring, Bay, uh, Al, or uh, Jerome Jackson, Day, or uh, uh, Reginald Johnson, Ali. Those are not free national names. Okay, I wanted to try to. I wanted to share that with you now. You know, you have to have a free national name in order to have a free nationality and birthright. That must be well understood, okay? But for right now, I'm going to read this introduction to you 
Sheikh Sharif Abdul Ali in the year 1910 AD, meaning in the year of domination. Anno Domini, the Moorish Latin term. Okay, corresponding to 1333 Moorish calendar year, address the subjugated Moors of North America and Mexico, saying, Come all ye Asiatics of America and hear the truth about your nationality and your birthrights. You are not Negro, black, colored, or Ethiopian. Learn of your forefathers' ancient and divine creed that you may learn to love instead of hate. Come and link yourselves back with the families of nations. Okay. It says here, thousands have responded to this now infamous call. Hear this? Thousands respond to this now infamous call. Many took on the responsibility to assist the prophet in this profound mission. The Nabi began to teach the people. Many of the people became sheikhs, sheikhesses, and teachers, and have worked hard and long to teach the people of themselves and to be themselves. Many conscious Moors or Native American Moors are extremely adept and very well educated and polished in the knowledge of self, nationality, and birthrights. However, many have fallen lax on the job of preparing and teaching the Moors of sovereign power, which is the birthrights of all Native American Moors, etc. This is, this is vital in status and jurisdictional issues where the rights of Native American Moors have been and are still being unconstitutionally abridged by others who abuse government through pseudo-government positions, meaning the pseudo-government, meaning the corporation. Okay, because that actual uh, that government has been overthrown, the Republican form of government has been overthrown. So that's why they're using the word pseudo-government because it's not a real government. We don't have a government. There is no government. Okay? The pseudo-government positions and offices and the assumed color of law and color of authority, corporate entities posing as government, parentheses, okay? And the matters of our link with the nations of the earth, including the European side of this nation, we more must understand at law what our nationality and birthrights really mean in the civic arena of national and international world politics. Economies of a nation, constitutions, treaties, taxation, national and international relationships and interests, legal and lawful issues, etc., require a solid and applicable knowledge of civics, the science of government. When we talk about civics, that's what civics mean the science of government, who is prepared and are preparing our children to represent the Native American Moor nation of North America, a maxim, at law as the prophet instructed. Sisters and brothers of the, of the Moorish nation, we have a lot of work to do. Nevertheless, the Moors Divine Nations movement of the world is still strong to this day, and growing in leaps and bounds. In due season, the Moors and the nations of the earth will be fully conscious and grateful 
of Sheikh Sharif Abdullah's mission and works. And, and we'll know that the noble Jubali was indeed who he said was, he said he was, universal prophet to all humanity, the Nabi for the Moorish nation and the peoples of the earth. Now, stop right here. Okay. Uh, it says here, noble Jubali was indeed who he said he was, the universal prophet all humanity to all humanity the Nabi for the Moorish nation and the people of the earth that means he wasn't just talking about Asiatic Moors he was talking about other people that had, that had misfortunes that been under the yoke under the foot of their oppressors as well but he came to us and our people first because we needed it the most and we still need it the most. So first things first, you know, we got to take care of our own backyard uh, before trying to pick up somebody else's backyard. You understand? Okay. I heard Tosh to be Bay mentioned one time that let's not let's uh, uh, let's not uh, don't ask me for uh, let uh, let's not ask for dessert if we haven't ate our dinner yet. You know, while you keep on asking for dessert, your dinner's getting cold. You know, so let's not do that. Let's do what we have to do first for our people first. First things first. I want to get that understanding of how I feel. All right? Okay, let me go on. In order to more, more Americans link themselves back with the families of nations, there must be active civic instruction in the science of government. The more, okay, I read that already. The sovereignty and the constitution of a nation is the political source of law. And unity, and any de jure government, mean right government. We are a nation. Have we built? Have we built on the foundation that noble Dwali laid for us? We had better consider our affairs if we are wise. We must work for the uniting of the Moorish movement, which reduces all the, the fractured and divided tribes, groups, and institutions. We must. I'm gonna say this uh, uh, when you start when you get your uh, nationality papers, and then first you know you give them back. You can uh, uh, call any one of the people that know some about nationality or contact them, and you know first you send them a picture of yourself and when you were born, when your parents were born, both of your parents were born, what state. And locality, whatever, where they were born at, and clothing yourself, and you send that information down to them, or will or give that information to the person who's nationalizing you. They will fill out. They will uh, uh, make your papers out, your nationality papers out, and then they will send them to you or give them to you in person. Depends upon where you at. Then you have to, uh, to find a notary or to go to a bank or your own notary. Some people have their own notaries to get their uh, papers notarized first. Not all of them notarized, just certain papers that have your signature and someone else's signature on them. Not all of them. But there's certain papers you have to have notarized. Then, when you get that done, then you go to the county recorder of records and deeds to have that put on the public record. 
the county recorder of record and deeds. The county, not the city. The county, because the county is the law. The city is the corporation. But Moors made the counties. That's why we say go to the counties to have your nationality papers and birthright papers to be put on the public record at the county recorder of records and deeds for the public record. And then a week later, they probably send your papers back. It's not rebutted in 30 days. Then that becomes law. Then you will go to the circuit county court clerk office, not a judge. The circuit county clerk office to have the, to put those on a record as well. And, if you, and they will uh, a week later they will send the papers back to you, and then you would want to maybe maybe you might want to go to newspapers of your own city uh, to have that published of who you are, you know, your nationality, uh, now the birthright and your free national name to put out. Uh, the more uh, uh, to be put up uh, even more into the public, you know. So, but it's not necessary because you already been to the county recorder of records and deeds. But if you want to make a very you know extra sure, uh, just just for precaution purposes, you might want to put it in the newspapers, you know. But it's really not necessary because that's already been done. Okay, I want to put that out there first before I go any further. If you have any questions, you can call me. At area code three one four six four 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 two five. Area code three one four six four 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 two five. And also, I want to remind you of the, um, the 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 event that's coming up in March uh, with the Washita. Also, if you can afford it, you can uh, uh, call. I tell you what, you can call uh, or get on the website. On Dr. Eileen's website, www.eileenelbay.com, and uh, find out more information on that. They probably can tell you a whole lot better than I can, okay? By coming events that the Washita is given. Because also, Dr. Eileen, we deal with Reke Healing, uh, Tai Chi Kong, Chi Kong, uh, breathing exercises as well, you know. Uh, uh, dealing with uh, holistic health and natural healing of different sicknesses and diseases or diseases, you know, you can contact him on that. His phone number is 910-364-9099, 910-364-9099. All right, let me continue with this lesson here. Okay, we must work for the uniting of the Moorish movement, which includes all the fractured and divided tribes, groups, and institutions, the rights, immunities, and protections of any people of a nation in relationship with each other or with other nations is in their nationality birth rights. Natural sovereignty and their written constitution is, let me stop right here, and their written constitution. Because we have a written constitution. England does not. So therefore, it cannot be uh, what, they, uh, what, what some of these brothers and sisters say, that's the white man's document. 
They don't have a document. England does not have a written constitution. <clears throat> I know. I, I mean, I know some of you have said I told. He told us that before, but I'm, I'm gonna keep telling you until you get that. Until you get that into your thick skulls, it's not the white man's constitution. I'm talking to those that keep on saying that. So I keep the, the longer they keep on saying that, the more I'll keep on repeating myself to you. Okay. Okay. Let me go on. If any man or woman claims to be a leader or representative of any body of people, nation, when the national sovereignty of the particular or of that particular people will always be the basis from which all political, economic, and social interchange or speech is based. On their behalf, if this is not the case, someone is operating fraudulently and unclean hands. A thief is in the house. Protect your sovereignty. That person is most likely a state agent, which we have a lot amongst us. Because a lot of these Negroes, or I would say niggers, uh, I'm not going to use the word nigger. I'm going to say niggers because that's, that's who they are. Although, oh, but, oh, but although the word nigger also means God. So let's not get that twisted. So, But I'm just using that in a negative term when you're talking about these Negro agents that infiltrated our movement and try to stagnate this movement. But, they, but there's nothing they can do. I mean, the corporation can send all their agents and all their Negro agents all they want to. Because it's like what Deborah Blair said in one statement, it'd be like an ant trying to stop a, a, a tidal wave. This is it. The game is over. The Pope was here last month to clean all books, to settle all accounts. So we have a matter of time before this corporation will come to an end. That's why I'm trying to talk to you, a lot of you, Asiat, a lot of the uh, our uh, my Asiatic sisters and brothers. First, get nationalized. Get nationalized. Get your nationality and birthright intact. Okay. Like I said before, you know, you you get your papers notarized first. Get them notarized. Not all of them, but certain papers, certain papers, they'll tell you what, what papers get notarized. Then you go to the county recorder of records and deeds to get it put on the, on, the, on the public record, the county records and deeds, the county, and go to the circuit uh, county clerk office and to get your business done there. Okay? All right. Let me move along here. Any public or private matters which affect the welfare of the people, Native American Moors, etc., should always be referred to and measured by the sovereign law of the land. The Constitution and treaties enforce this is the people's law, and any other law is fraud. That's right, because any other law is not non-constitutional. They're unconstitutional. If they are unconstitutional, then they're not. Then it's not law. Okay, the Constitution and treaties enforce all the basis of federal laws. 
These tools are the standards for national and international relations and interchange. A major part of the civic booklet focuses on CM Bay's copyright certificate number AA222141, which is registered in Washington District of Columbia, Library of Congress, Copyright Office. It has been prepared for Moore's Order of the Roundtable study classes, and those who desire to protect the Moore Nation from unlawful abuses. Trusting to assist the Moore Nation, this book, booklet, one of a series, is presented with love and sincere determination for the good. Since truth needs no apology, fear not. The Moors must study and learn to operate in their sovereign capacity. We must. We must study, study, study. And we must study, study, study ourselves. Because we have to know ourselves before we know anything anything else. And the better and the more uh, and the more we study ourselves, the more we are know ourselves. The more we are know ourselves, the more we are know God. Or I can say Allah, the more we will know her. Okay? Let me move along here. Okay. It says here, the code of the laws of the United States of America of a general and permanent character enforced January 3rd, 1935, 1934 edition, consolidated, codified, set forth and published in 1935 in the 159th year of the Republic. Not democracy, the Republic. Not Democrat, the Republic. Republican form of law, which is true law, which is law, represents law. Okay? Okay? No, treaties and comment, commentary by Brother Taj Tariq Bay. Moore's Order of the Roundtable for instructional purpose only. Charles Mosley Bay, or C.M. Bay, Ph.D., L.L.D., a third and 33rd, 360-degree Master Mason, free Moorish Master Astrologer and Moorish Constitution Law Giver. Astronomy has copyright certificates registered in the United States Department of Justice under Truth, a one Library of Congress copyright office which reveal at law the conditions of intercourse between the indigenous Moors and the occupational European nations with whom the Moors have treaties. This affirmed the pre-existing status of the Moors in all matters of interchange, commerce, and law in the European side of the nation. Specific copyright certificate of note, clock of destiny Moors American nationality card, card or identification with Zodiac Constitution. But this only applies to you, you get nationalized if you are national more. Real law only applies to you if you are na or you you are a more national. All of us are Moors. Every one of us. I don't care if you call yourself Jewish, Muslim, Muslim, Christian, Buddhist, or whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We are Moors. You call yourself Hebrew, Israelite, um, um, you know, 
Pentecostal, Jehovah Witness, you're Moors. We all are Moors. The great Asiatic Moabite people. Aboriginal, indigenous people of the land. We are all one and the same. But we are all are not national Moors. And that's what you have to become to be. For law, for law, for true law and real law to apply to you. Okay? Okay. The CMBA's uh, copyright certificate, AA222141, refers to t- Title 22, Foreign Relations and Intercourse. Says here, pages 954, Chapter 2, Consular Courts. Consular Courts. C-O-N-U, no, no, I'm sorry. C-O-N-S-U-L-A-R. They used to be our own courts. Soon we'll have our own courts back to us. We'll get them back. But we have to do what we have to do to get those courts back. To have our own court system. They'll be under Republic form of law, which is ours, the original law, the real law. Let me go on here. Section 141, Judicial Authority Generally, to carry into full effect the provisions of the treaties of the United States with certain foreign countries, the ministers and consuls of the United States in China, Siam, which is, which is now called Thailand, Turkey, uh, which was, uh, was more with the original inhabitants there, Morocco, which is America, Muscat, Abyssinia, Persia, and the territories formerly a part of the former Ottoman Empire, including Egypt, Misriam, duly appointed to reside therein shall in addition to other powers and duties imposed upon them respectively, respectively by the provisions of such treaties, respectively by invested with judicial authority described in this chapter, which shall pertain to the office of minister and consul, and be a part of the duties belonging thereto, wherein and so far as the same is allowed by treaty and in accordance with the usages of the countries and their intercourse with the Franks or other foreign Christian nations. Okay? I'll move along here. Let's look at the Article 6 of the Constitution of the United States of America. Of the United States is of America. Okay. All debts con- contracted and engagements entered into before the adoption of this Constitution shall be as valid against the United States under this Constitution as under the Confederation. This Constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, and all treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States, shall be the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. Anything in the Constitution or the laws of any state to the contrary, notwithstanding, meaning uh, they are not laws. Okay. The senators and representatives before mentioned and the members of the several state legislatures 
and all executive and judicial officers, both of the United States and the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution, but no religious test. Listen to this very crappy, because they always ask him, remember when President Obama first came in office? They're always talking about uh, whether he's a Muslim or not, uh, whether he's a Christian. It doesn't matter. Not matter. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really um, uh, kind of surprising. Nobody never hardly brings that up. But us, that know better. Let me read this. Let me let me read this. <clears throat> Anything? Okay, let me, let me read this again. Let me read this again. This constitutes the laws of the United States which shall be made in pursuance thereof, and all trees made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. Anything in the, in the Constitution or the laws of any state, to the contrary, to the contrary, you know, meaning against, not is notwithstanding. The senators and representatives before mentioned and the members of the several state legislatures and all executive and judicial officers, both of the United States and the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution. Now, here we go. But no religious test shall ever be required as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. I'm going to repeat this again. But no religious test shall ever be required as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. So all about that BS about them asking whether Obama is a Muslim or not, or a Christian or not, it, 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 it squash that. That there is no requirement or what, what kind of religion of any person that take that off, take all office, public office, there is no requirement, a certain religion for him to have faith with or believe in. Okay. It says here, attention, always keep in mind, status, jurisdiction, proper venue, constitutions, and treaties, Use the law because status, jurisdictions, proper venue, constitutions, and treaties are the law. We are the law. Boys, Asiatics, Aboriginal, Indigenous people, born by people, we are the law. Remember that. The Constitution of the United States is the law of the land. With all treaties in force, these are the instruments of law used to gauge and educate and, and adjudicate any matters of violation, controversy, or infringement between the Moors and the foreign European Christians. The problem is, we have to stand up and be that law. We have to enforce it. They're not going to do it for us. We're going to have to do it. 
And I say again, and I say it again, oh, I say it again and again. You have to be nationalized. That to proclaim your nationality and birthright for the laws to pertain to you. Or else, they won't pertain to you. Believe me, they won't. And for these uh, Negroes that are always talking about them Europeans don't care nothing about papers, that's a damn lie. And whoever said that's full of shit. They're full of shit as a stuffed-ass Christmas turkey. Yeah, Fahim with an L said it. They're full of shit. You have to have some kind of documentation. You cannot come into those courts talking about your name is Kareem Jabbar L or Kareem Jabbar Bay, Kareem Jabbar Al or L Day or L Bay or Ali, and no kind of documentation to back that up. They will lock your ass up. You must have some kind of affidavits, writs, or documents to show that this is who you are. I proclaim my nationality and birthright. I know what I'm talking about. You can go to no public office or any kind of office and t- I'm talking about who would be or number your free national no name. Kareem Jabbar Bay or L or, or Al or Ali and then and then don't have no documentation to back it up. You cannot do it. Maybe back in the day Years ago, and I mean years ago, you can just do it, but not now. You must have documentation to prove that. Records, put that put on the public record. The county recorders of records and deeds. The county recorders of records and deeds. You must have proof, documentation, proof of documentation for that. And the hell with these Negroes talk, talking about uh, 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 the so-called white people don't care nothing about no papers. Yes, the hell they do. That's why you have notaries. That's why you have the circuit county record. That's why you have the, uh, the county recorder of records and deeds. That's why they are there. They wouldn't be there if you didn't need no papers. Anybody want to say something to me about it? Uh, my, uh, my phone number is Erico 314-644-4425. 314-644-4425. Now, let me move along here. Let's see here. I don't know how long I got before they cut me off. Okay. Says there are Moorish Americans or Al Moroccans, which is uh, America. Uh, America are destruction of Morocco or Americans, or uh, corruption of Moroccans. Cause we are Moroccans. Let's see who have become conscious of the true history and hidden science culture in the Americas. Al Morocco's parentheses will usually become civically active and pursue their Moorish science and birthrights. For those who do, this information is a key to bringing all parties to the law of the land. 
constitutions and treaties with proper jurisdiction and proper venue. Moors, initiates, and doctors of law review these facts. <coughs> you have the, uh, let's get to the, let's get to the Council of Courts. Started right here, but number one, certificate and registration number AA77869, March 23rd, 1948, in the year of domination. Corresponding to Moore's calendar year, 1668, copyright owner, C.M. Bay's Clock of Destiny. Uh, all these have been proven, you know. It says here, uh, number three, in the focus of this civic examination, for it is, without doubt, affirming the relationship of proper venue at law between the Moors, the Franks, and other foreign Christian nations. The United States Code of Laws of a General and Permanent Character, Title 20, Chapter 2, Consular Courts, General Information. 1. Consul, a wazir, officer, consul, or minister, representative of a nation who is appointed or assigned the duty of the overseer of the nation's relationship with another nation concerning the citizens, mercantile, economics, etc., the consul or consuls generally report to a higher wazir, officer or minister, who is called consul general. Consular courts. Consular courts generally deal with civil cases and in some circumstances having criminal jurisdiction. Courts are held by consuls of one nation country in the territory or jurisdiction of another nation country. These courts are operated under the authority of treaties, which are constitutionally enforced. All parties must be lawfully identified and documented proof of nationality and citizenship and documented proof of sovereign authority to enforce the law, constitution of the people. Do not go beyond this paragraph if you do not understand it. This is your key. That's what they saying. Do not go beyond this paragraph of because you must study, 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 study. So you know what you're doing when you when you're being confronted by your, your oppressors. Okay. And I hope I have done. I hope what I said have, uh, has been a lot of help to you tonight. And as I always say, I don't mean to insult anyone. I just want to. Uh, I don't want to leave here saying that you've got one understanding of me and don't have a clear understanding of me at all. You know, I'm just trying to wake a lot of you up to save yourselves. Like I'm still trying to save myself. I'm still studying, studying, studying myself. I've still got a lot to learn. But what I've learned, I'm sharing with you tonight. So I say to you all, peace, love, and honor to you. Meaning, may your spirit and my spirit spring forth for the jaguar. That's what that means. Peace and love to you and your families and all the rest of the families of the human family and of, uh, and of fallen humanity. Thank you for listening to me tonight. Peace.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.